0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Wim Liu. This episode, along with every episode of this season, is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors' 114-106 to win over the Portland Trail Blazers on the road. Look, this was a very, very impressive win by the Toronto Raptors. Um, you know, when you consider the fact that this is game four of the road trip, uh portland is a bit of a trap game after you've obviously played two really exhausting games against la you come one quarter short of sweeping la obviously you already had beaten new orleans before that and you're doing this with without at least top three of your top three of your top six i would say uh in the fact that surge is pretty much the sixth man obviously kyle and ogre in the starting lineup And then you also factor in Pat McCaw, who, you know, whatever. But, you know, clearly Nick Nurse likes Pat McCaw. So that's four of Nick Nurse's top eight guys not being there on the fourth game of the road trip. I thought this game was going to be tough. Not necessarily because the Blazers are good. The Blazers have actually been pretty bad this year on the whole. It just looks like they've kind of run out of gas. Actually, when you watch them play the whole game, I really counted on, like, I don't know, three plays at most they ran. Like, there is uh, Damian Lillard pick and roll. CJ McCollum, pick and roll. And then they do their signature wheel play where they send like two guys sort of just one guy makes a, makes a cut from the top to the baseline and sort of cuts through. And another guy sort of cycles and sort of follows from the bottom to the top. And like, I don't know. Okay, that's a nice play, but they've been running that play for like four years. Uh, Everyone knows that's coming, so it wasn't really working. And so uh, the Blazers have been in disarray. But nevertheless, man, given the circumstances, the Raptors coming away with this win is very impressive. The Raptors have now guaranteed themselves a winning uh, record over their longest road trip of the season – um only five games and, but you know it's a tough west coast swing you got some pretty good teams in that mix obviously the lakers and the clippers being at the head of that list but the blazers you know they're still a decent team and i thought they might be able to pounce on the raptors a little bit here but no the raptors played with incredible energy from start to finish uh showed great character you know uh hung with the blazers in the first half when uh, you know guys like rodney hood couldn't miss and, uh, Anthony Simons was, you know, making jumpers and you're like, okay, you know, okay, we'll see if that lasts the whole game. It didn't. Uh, and meanwhile, the Raptors, you know, they overcame a bit of a slow start from Pascal Siakam. Pascal finished the night with just, you know, sensational effort once again from a guy who is quickly scratching the surface of superstardom. But to be honest, uh, the guy who deserves to open the show is Fred Van VanVleet, who, You know, has been up and down this year. You know, sometimes he doesn't shoot the ball well, but for the most part, he hustles, he scraps, he fights, and he competes in every single game. And especially without Kyle in the lineup now, Fred has a huge responsibility on his shoulders. And he's been great. He's been great like against the Lakers for example, he was amazing. Now against the Clippers, he wasn't as good. He only shot 6 of 20, but if you watch that game, Fred was actually doing positive things. It was just literally nobody in the offense had any energy left to to just run offense. And so Fred, you know, had a couple baskets blocked to the rim, whatever. The Clippers are also a pretty good defensive team. Today, Fred bounces back. Going up against Damian Lillard, who if you don't know, he's averaging like 32 points a game this year. He had a 60-point game a week back. In a loss, but still 60 points is 60 points. Uh, And so, you know, Fred's going up against Damian Lillard. And what does Fred do? 30 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, a block in 40 minutes. 10 of 16 shooting from the field. 4 of 6 from deep gets to the free throw line for 6 trips. He hits all those. And, of course, he plays some lockdown defense on Damian Lillard. Yo, Damian Lillard had 9 points on 2 of 12 shooting. Just, just take that in, man. The Raptors' defense has been excellent. But I'll get to that in a second. But still, Fred Van Vliet, he was excellent. You know, he was the one that set the tone for the Raptors early on when the offense wasn't really going, when the Blazers won the first quarter 30-23. to Most of the scoring was by Fred. Fred had like 13 points halfway through the first quarter there. Um, you know, the Blazers... Play uh, a pretty standard pick and roll defense. You know they like to drop the big man back, and Damian Lillard is not much of a defender. He's not really someone that tries to you know actively fight over screens and stay attached. And so Fred was able to come off the high screen from Marc Gasol, and Whiteside will be dropped back in the paint, and Fred would just pull up for three. That happened at least two, three times tonight. Uh Fred was also able to get into the middle of the lane, uh, especially when Whiteside wasn't in the game, and Fred was able to penetrate, finish at the basket, and for the most part, offensively, Fred just went at Damien Lillard. Like the amount of times Fred crossed over Dame and got separation and was able to either pull up for three or drive inside for the layup uh was really I mean, I don't know, man. That was most of the Raptors' half-court offense was Fred doing that and, of course, Pascal doing his thing. But Fred was amazing. Fred was really, really good. And the defensive effort, too, uh, that can't be overlooked. The fact that, you know, Damian Lillard shoots 2 of 12 from the field, that's not a coincidence. That's a lot of Fred Van Vliet, um executing the Raptors' defensive game plan. But still, I mean, you know, this whole time Fred has been trying to, I mean, not just trying to compete, but also, you know, the bigger theme here is that Fred wants to prove that he's a starting caliber point guard. This is this is a starting caliber point guard performance. Like, this is even better than his game that he played on opening night when he had, like, 34, I think, against the Pelicans. Uh, this was even better than that. This was even better than that. When you factor in the, what he did defensively, um, you know, and when you factor in the leadership, too. Like, there was a, there was a key sequence there in the fourth quarter where, um, okay, so it's like the Raptors are up one heading into halftime, the Raptors sort of pull away in the third quarter there. They look like they're going to be okay. But all of a sudden, um, you know, the Blazers put a bit of a comeback on, you know, like CJ McCollum hit a couple of jumpers. And all of a sudden, you know, it's looking like Portland might be able to sort of come through and sort of flip the game. But, you know, the Raptors call timeout. After that timeout, the Raptors run a play where the action starts out top. I think it was either Mark or, pa- or Pascal holding the ball at the top of the key. Fred. And Ronde Hollis Jefferson did a little split-cut action. And um Yeah. And, and you know, Fred was able to pop free. Now, granted, that was there was a miscommunication on the play by the Blazers. Two guys went to Ronde, and nobody went to Fred. But Fred hits the three. Uh that gives the Raptors a three-point advantage. And then coming right back, Fred was able to steal the ball, I think, from Ken Kent Bazemore. Uh, and there was a bit of a crowd. Fred was able to dribble through two defenders. Push it up the floor, push it in transition, draw the help, and then throw a lob to Pascal for an alley that gives the Raptors an instant five point advantage that they wouldn't actually relinquish. And I thought, well, hey, first off, that's your KFC bucket of the game. This podcast is all podcasts uh, on the Raptors Over Everything Network is uh, presented by KFC. So that, though, honestly, those two bu- plays right there, um, you know, are both you know KFC bucket of the game worthy, but also. The fact that Fred was able to uh, spark the team in that tough time. Because in, in those moments, the momentum could swing either way. You know, like w- when you got a uh, a great home crowd like Portland, although today they were kind of quiet, but the Raptors were making them quiet. Uh, but when you got a great home crowd like that and you got two explosive scores in CJ and Dame, even though the Raptors play good defense against those two. Like those guys can get going. They could pop a couple of threes and all of a sudden everything you work for in the game is completely moot. They're going to run away with it. Well... You know, in that moment, the momentum could have swung that way, but it didn't. The the way the momentum actually swung was Fred Van Lee took it upon himself to put the team on his back, just like he did in the first quarter when no one was scoring. You know, Fred was doing it. And then in that fourth quarter there, Fred makes those two high-impact plays, changes the momentum of the game entirely, and uh, the Raptors proceed to close it out from there. And, of course, the guy who did most of the closing out was Pascal Siakam, who this is a great stat, courtesy of uh, the slander god Asad. Follow him on Twitter at Uh But Pascal started the game shooting six of eighteen from the field, which isn't that bad because he had a couple of you know three pointers in that mix. But nevertheless, like that's not a good percentage. Uh, and when you actually look at the shots he was taking, a lot of it was he was in the post, he was getting to a spot, and he was just missing a couple of just you know his standard uh, you know finger rolls or push shots or you know, layups or whatever. So you know it, he just wasn't converting. But Pascal closed the game. Shooting nine of his next ten from the field, and in the fourth quarter, there, a couple of big plays. So you know, Fred has that, uh, you know, that that three, and then that steal, and then that alley oop. Well, Pascal, for his KFC bucket of the game, uh, C.J. McCollum hits a three to tie the game. The Blazers run back on defense, and Pascal casually pulls up. You know, he brings the ball up. Uh, he he looks at his man on the w- on the wing, and he's like, "Well, you're you're probably going to drive." And Pascal's like, "No." I'm going to shoot a three. I'm going to answer CJ. And uh, he immediately pops a three. against gives the Raptors back a three-point advantage. I love that confidence. I also love the fact that you see the mid-range game go into action. So the Blazers at the end of the game here uh, guarding him a lot with Rodney Hood, who uh, is uh, smaller, uh, is a wing, but, you know, he's able to sort of not match pascal for quickness but at least they're not putting a big man on him so you know he can't always necessarily take these guys off the dribble uh so you know pascal went to the face-up game which is something that he's been working so hard on the offseason you know that that mid-range game because when the game comes down to it it's a tight game it's a tough game how are you gonna get your shots off well a lot of the time you're gonna have to get a mid-range shot i mean we saw what kawhi did in the playoffs and stuff like that we saw what Michael Jordan did in the playoffs. We saw what Kobe did in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at some point, you're going to need the mid-run shot, especially in these tough games. I wouldn't we'll say this was a tough game, but still, it was still a, a, a fourth quarter that could have swung either way. And Pascal, in addition to that pull-up three mid, he made a um, pull-up 18-footer from the elbow area uh, where he sort of just jab-stepped this man, rose up, confident, swish. And then another shot where he sort of straight on maybe two, three feet Back of the free throw line again, same scenario. He faces up on his man, sees that the man is playing him to drive, and he shoots the jumper, uh, or pl- shooting, uh, playing him to shoot, and he, and he, you know, calls the bluff and he shoots the jumper. So Pascal was excellent. I mean, Pascal tonight, thirty six points, six rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, plus 9, 15 of twenty eight shooting from the field. He hits four three pointers, and it's weird. He, you know, he 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 was very aggressive tonight, but only got uh, three free throw attempts. Uh, which is, you know, I would th- I would think a different refereeing crew would allow more three pl- uh, free throw attempts, but I'm not going to pick on the f- uh, officials when, you know, uh, it was a pretty sp- fair split, all things considered. Uh, the Blazers shot 16 free throws, Raptors shot 17 free throws. Clearly it was a night where the, the officiating crew said, you know, just go out there and play. And so, you know, okay, that's fine. But nevertheless, Pascal was excellent. I, I love this aggression. Um, you know, early in the game, like I mentioned, you know, he was missing a lot of these post-ups. And I would thought, Maybe it was, maybe it was because, I don't know, Portland wasn't giving Pascal that respect, or maybe because Portland is, as a whole, is just, as a team is not playing well together. And so maybe there's, it's a little bit difficult to ask them to sort of, uh, you know, play more help conscious defense. Like the Raptors, for example, play a very help conscious scheme uh, where everyone's sort of on a string. There's a lot of double teams, a lot of zones. Everyone's got to help each other, but they can do that because um, Nick Nurse is a really good coach, and also these guys have some continuity. And there's a culture of playing defense in Portland. There ain't no culture of playing defense. There just really isn't. There's a couple years where they're like, oh, we're like top ten defensively, but like you're not. You're not. C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard play no defense. Hassan Whiteside is pretty much like a dumbed-down version of Andre Drummond in every sense of the word, dumbed. Uh, Nasir Little is a rookie. Rodney Hood, I mean, he's just got here. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. They just they don't play team defense. They play a very simple defense. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they, they play the bigs dropping back. But regardless, it, my point is that I, I don't know why Portland did it. I hope it wasn't just disrespect or arrogance. But, yeah, they just played Pascal in isolation, one-on-one, which is very rare. Like, this season... Most defenses have opted to double-team him. You know what I mean? Even bad defenses like New Orleans. Like, New Orleans plays no defense at all, and they still double-team Pascal all, all these opportunities. Granted, Pascal had, like, you know, 30, 34 points and then 44 points on them. So, you know, whoops, the double-team didn't really work that well. But the Blazers played Pascal in single coverage, and, man, that was a mistake. Uh, and they got away with it early on. You know, um, Nasir Little actually... I don't even say he played great defense, but he was in position a lot of the time. Uh, at least he wasn't fouling that much. But, man, once they started playing Mario Hazonia, single coverage on Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Pascal's going on like three straight trips, man. Uh, you know, just like a post-up, you know, spin, finish, and one. Another one where I think Marcus Gasol found him on a cut. Uh, the Raptors are really good at sort of making that little split cut. Uh, and Law holding the ball up top, drawing the, the 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 center out of the paint, so that there's a space available to to make that cut, and then Pascal, uh, and then uh, you know, yeah, Mark would find you usually Pascal or Norm, occasionally Fred, um, you know, or OG, but obviously those guys, you know, OG's not in the game. But yeah, I mean, he found Pascal for for a layup that could have also been an N one, and then Pascal uh, sees his own. Yeah. And then just pops a three in his eye. And it was, it was, it was really great to see, man. It was great to see. And then, yeah, of course, Pascal just, you know, th- the way he closed the game has been great. I mean, that's, uh, that's been an ongoing trend. How are the Raptors going to close games? They're going to go through Pascal. They're going to go through Fred. And today they were excellent, excellent in the fourth quarter there. Uh, you know, before I talk about other stellar performances, because there were a lot of other ones, you know, Rondé was excellent, Terrence Davis was excellent, Mark actually was quietly good after he got off to a very slow start, uh, but I gotta say, man, one of the best performances of the night was Nick Nurse and his coaching staff, man, so, you know, this is the third game in a row against uh, another playoff caliber opposition, although the Blazers are now 4-8, and eight. maybe they're not play, playoff caliber at the moment, but... It's nevertheless, this is 3 games in a row against 3 of the best players on the planet. You know, we're talking about LeBron James, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard, we're talking about Damian Lillard, all right? In 3 straight games, the Raptors have shut these guys down. And I and there's no practice time, nothing. Like it's been it's been really tough. Actually, it was really funny because before the game, uh, I think Eric Kareen you know, tweeted out that the Raptors actually had canceled shoot around and or, or practice or whatever, so they weren't going to do a little thing. And then um, a Blazers blog quote retweeted and said, "Wow, the Raptors don't even need to practice to beat the blazers." And then Damian Lillard quote retweeted the Blazers blog uh, by just putting the uh, you know the, 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 uh, the, the suspicious face emoji the sense of oh okay he's gonna go off so uh, the Raptors being cocky and arrogant well you know I don't know they were right to be man Damian Lillard today had nine points on two of 11 shooting now granted he had 10 assists but we're talking about a man that averages 32 points a game the man had 60 points in a game very very recently uh you know what I mean like for him to only have nine points and you know what the Raptors did defensively makes a lot of sense. And I'm not sure why more teams don't do it to Portland. Because the rest of that team is not very good at scoring. Um, but, you know, they the Raptors just showed them extra bodies. It's kind of very similar to what they did to Kawhi and what they did to a lesser extent to LeBron. So, um, you know, the Raptors would send extra bodies. Uh, when Damian Lutter would sort of attack in isolation on the wing... Uh, you know, they would send a a second defender to sort of zone and sort of zone the strong side and basically send a second defender to cut off his drives to the rim and dissuade him from driving and sort of hope him to pass, and then the Raptors can rotate. Or if Damian Lillard played off a pick and roll, the Raptors would have Marc Gasol come up high. Uh, Mark, even though he's he's big and slow, he's still very nimble, and uh, he's still able to um, corral the... Uh, offensive player and sort of cut out the penetration without actually giving up uh, a lane to the basket most times and also without actually giving up the pass over the top and even the rap even if he does get the the, the, you know the team gets the pass over the top like the Raptors defense they're so good at rotating that there's usually somebody coming over to help whether that's Chris Boucher or Pascal Siakam or whoever's on the baseline there's usually an extra layer of help But then nevertheless, so the Raptors just showed extra bodies at Damon Lillard all night. And again, the man had a miserable night. Nine points on two of 12 shootings. So you got to credit Nick Nurse, who, um, like I mentioned, on three straight nights, his defensive scheme uh, has been able to shut down the likes LeBron, who had 13 points on five of 15 shooting, the washed king, Kawhi Leonard, the king of the north, 12 points on two of 11 shooting with nine turnovers. Um, And, you know, the Raptors at least defensively played well enough to win that clipper game that obviously offensively just didn't have it uh and then today not little nine points of two out of 11 shooting so you got to give nick nurse and his coaching staff a lot of credit because again like they don't even have practice time like you know what i mean like they're on the west coast they're they're, obviously they're tired they're short-handed you got players coming in and out and this is where you see uh Nick Nurse's sort of G League experiences, European experience, sort of international experience come into handy because Nick is used to just getting some random players to come in, play together, play a scheme, drop a new set, be creative. And just go out there and execute. That's what he has done his whole career. Is you know, it's the NBA is probably the most the biggest luxury he's ever had. With like, we have a consistent fifteen players. They're gonna show up every night, and if they're if they're healthy, and they're gonna play. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's different from like the G League, especially you know back in the days of what the G League was when you know the Raptors would send brutal down of you know Fort Wayne or whatever like every other night, and so you have just random players coming in and out. Uh, Nick was able to coach in those settings so when you give him you know four guys missing from his rotation and you ask him to drop a new defense every single night to combat Kawhi to combat LeBron to combat you know Dame Lillard and the team actually does it it's you know. Oddly enough, it's a little easier for for Nick just because he's had uh, so much experience, sort of uh MacGyvering his way through the you know these uh, these challenges. But you know, you also got to give a lot of credit to the guys who executed the scheme. I mean, like Fred was excellent in executing the scheme defensively. You know, he really pressured Dame. We know what Fred can do. I mean, Dame is basically like a, you know a, a discount Steph Curry, and we we know what uh, Fred and Lee did to Steph Curry in the finals. So it's it's not that big of a surprise they was able to to take down Dame. Also, the Blazers just like didn't. They didn't really adjust. I don't know. Maybe it's just too early in the season for coaches to have like advanced offensive counters or anything like that. But, like, I mean, yo, if they're sending two guys at like Dame Lillard, why not have him like play off the ball and then like get him some catch and shoot opportunities? You know, he can play as a one and as a two. You know, you can't use the same defensive scheme as a t- against a two as you would against a one. So, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here, uh, you know, Terry Stotts and his long neck, he could have probably, you know, changed up the defensive scheme a little bit or offensive scheme a little bit to free up Dame Lillard, but it just, you know, wasn't happening. But nevertheless, Fred was getting against Dame. And also, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, this guy is is going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, I, mean, he, I think he already is. I think anybody who's watched this, uh, this road trip here, uh, especially those two games against LA and the game tonight, uh, they're probably already in love with Rondé. And I've been saying that. Out of all the guys that Nick Nurse sort of kept on the bench in the doghouse early in the season, Rondé is that guy that has the potential to actually break out and be more. Um, You know, he's unconventional. He definitely doesn't shoot, but he does enough, and he hustles like crazy. And we saw his defensive effort against Kawhi Leonard on um, what was it Monday? Monday? I don't know. All the days are blending together because I'm 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 doing these podcasts at like 1 a.m. but, yeah, I mean, you know, we saw his defensive effort against uh, Kawhi Leonard. That was excellent. And it was the same thing today. You know, Rondé didn't start the game. That belonged; to, Those minutes belonged to Malcolm Miller. But, um, you know, in the third quarter there, Nick Nurse says, screw it, man. Rondé is clearly one of my top five players tonight. I'm going to start him. And Rondé was uh, assigned to cover CJ McCollum. Did a pretty good job. You know, CJ made a couple of tough shots. But, ultimately, we're talking about 19 points on 18 shots not great. Not great. CJ has overall not been great on the season. And then Rondé also takes a couple of shifts on Dame Lillard. And Rondé, as a whole. You know, defensively, that's his calling card. That's why he's going to contribute every night. But it's also the hustle. And, and you know what I mean? Like, Rondé tonight, he had eight offensive rebounds by himself as a 6'8 forward playing 26 minutes off the bench. That's impressive. That's really impressive. There was one play there in, in the – well, actually, two plays in the fourth quarter. One in the fourth quarter. Um – you know, there's a loose ball under the Raptors' rim. I think the Raptors had touch it last. So Rondé dives out of bounds, whips the pass behind him um, to I think Fred or Pascal—one of the two of those guys. So, but to secure possession, and then he lands in the crowd uh, to, to keep that possession alive. That was amazing. And then a couple of minutes later, Rondé is in the in, in the paint. Um, you know, he's seeing that. Uh, I, f- I forget who initiated the first play, but it was a miss. Ronde tracks down the offensive rebound, kicks it back out. Raptors miss again. I think this time was Fred. And Ronde, the second time, you know, the ball initially lands in a Blazers' hand, he tips it out of that person's hands that ball then got tipped to another blazer's hands i think it was dame and ronde continues his pursuit and tips it out of dame's hands and finally gets the offensive rebound he kicks it out to pascal pascal faces up he hits a jumper it's a huge possession it's a huge play and ronde the the way he was playing tonight and the way he's been playing this 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 basically the past week has been excellent i'm happy he's healthy again Uh, especially in the regular season if you hustle and if you play as hard as ronde does it shows up. It translates to wins. We've seen Rondé be a productive player with the Nets. He's he's you know he was part of our playoff team last year. Uh, he's had good years where he's averaged like you know 15 points. Whatever the scoring is not necessarily a strong suit, but you know he does have a scoring touch. Like uh, one thing he does really well is that you know he's able to put himself in good positions where he can capitalize. Uh, most of the time, he sort of camps out in the dunker spot along the baseline, sort of where uh, Ben Simmons was for the entire Philly series uh, offensively. No, it's true, man. I have screenshots. Go look it up. Go 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 look back at some of my tweets in March. Uh I got a lot of screenshots of Ben Simmons, all star Ben Simmons just standing in the baseline, being Ronde Hollis Jefferson. But yeah, I know Ronda. Um uh, he presents himself. He makes you know, he he makes himself open. Uh two plays in, in the fourth quarter there. You know, the Blazers have already run out of gas, but you know, the Raptors really were just looking to put the final nails in the coffin, and both times it was uh Feb Emlit. Drives, middle of the lane, finds Rondé Hollis-Jefferson uh, flashing to the basket for a layup. And then next time down, Pascal Siakam posts up. He draws a double on the baseline. Pascal spins, finds Rondé Hollis-Jefferson flashing. Literally the same spot, same play, same lefty layup. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson with the finish. And he was excellent tonight, man. 16 points, 11 rebounds. Again, eight of them offensive in 26 minutes. Six of eight shooting from the field. Four-four from the free throw line. Rondé is saving the Raptors asses. On this trip, he really is, especially with with, with OG out, um, with the rotation being short, Surge being out, Rondé's playing a little bit of four as well. Uh, he's been excellent. And then the other guy I got to mention is uh, you know Terrence Davis, my guy. You know Terrence Davis, Hive. We've been this way since the uh, Las Vegas Summer League when uh, he came in and you know shut down who he shut down, the Pacers, um, the Sixers, uh, some other summer league teams. But regardless, Terrence Davis looked good in summer league. He looked good in preseason. He looked good to start the regular season. Uh, And then he sort of, you know, was nailed to the bench for a while, but obviously injuries. Now he has to play today. 31 minutes, 15 points for the rookie. That's a new career high. He had had 13 points against the Lakers. I don't really want to track career highs for a rookie. Like, We'll see what it is by the end of the rookie season, and then we can talk about it setting a new career high. But 15 points, 6 rebounds, and assists on 5 of 10 shooting, 3 of 6 from deep, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Uh, Terrence Davis, I like that he gave the Raptors a boost in the second quarter there. The offense for the Raptors was sort of stalling, at least to end the first quarter. The Raptors only had 23 points through the first quarter. Started the second quarter, Terrence Davis comes in the game, gives the Raptors two three-pointers on the wing, catch and shoot, and also a layup to the basket. It's eight instant points. It gives the Raptors um, you know, back into the game, back on level with the Blazers. And I just love the way Terrence is not afraid. He's not afraid of the shots. If they're open, he's letting them fly. And that's something that, you know, he's kind of Fred Van Lee's protege, even though he doesn't really play like Fred at all. But Fred's really been advising him. He's been in his ear. Actually, there's a, a short interview I did with Terrence Davis uh, in Quebec's uh, you know, training camp that you can actually scroll back on the podcast archive and listen to. But there, Terence sort of explains that Fred is really from day one is sort of taking him under his wing. Um, you know, he has. Uh, you know, Fred took him out to dinner, and literally they talked about like how to attack in the pick and roll and stuff like that. Real, real nerdy basketball stuff. But you could tell, man, Terence is starting to play with the the confidence that Van Bleed has, and you know, he doesn't have the ability that Van Bleed has right now. But uh, you know, uh, Davis, uh, he's. You know, he's he's very impressive, especially for an undrafted rookie, man. Plus nineteen and thirty one minutes. I love the energy and spark that Terrence gave off the bench. So uh in terms of your three stars of tonight, first star goes to Fab Elite, thirteen points, four rebounds, seven assists, two steals, a block, ten of sixteen shooting, four of six from deep, six of six from the free throw line, also shut down Damian Lillard, who had nine points on two of twelve shooting. Yeah, uh, excellent night for Fabian Bleed, uh, one of the best of his career. Pascal Siakam, thirty-six points. On 15 of 28 shooting, remember he finished the game uh, shooting nine of 10 on his last 10 shots. Four or seven from the free throw uh, from the three point line. Only got two free throws, but you know he made those. Uh, six rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block. Plus nine to 41 minutes. Excellent, excellent performance. That's definitely worthy of the number two star. And then third star, we give it to Rondé. Apologies, Terrence Davis. You'll get it another time, I promise. But Rondé third star tonight. 16 points, 11 rebounds. 26 minutes off the bench, six of eight from the field, four of four from the free throw line, and of course, those eight offensive rebounds a steal, a block, an assist, plus 10. Great defense. Uh, What more could you ask for from Ronda? He's he's really been a pleasant surprise. And then your Gerald Henderson award that one's very easy. Um, You know, because the Raptors were trapping Damian Lillard so much, uh, he was able to get 10 assists. And so other guys were able to score. And one of the main beneficiaries of that was Rodney Hood. Man, this man turned into left-handed Kevin Durant today, man. 25 points in 32 minutes, 9 of 15 from the field, 5 of 10 from deep. He's a good shooter, but he's not that good of a shooter. Uh, but, you know, he was torching the Raptors early on. The Raptors sort of, uh, you know, played better defense on him later on. I mean, but also he's kind of being left open by design because the Raptors are sending so much attention towards Dame. And obviously that was working. You know what I mean? Like Dame and CJ, the, the two of them shot a combined 10 of 30, you know, played no defense. Like, and you wonder why this team doesn't go far in the playoffs. That, that's the reason right there. So, that uh, does it for the podcast. Again, um, the Raptors are now 3 and 1 on this road trip. They could really be 4 and 0 if they just had, uh, I don't know, some oxygen masks uh, at the end of the uh, fourth quarter there against the Clippers. So, you know, they had some more energy, but, you know, there's no shame in losing the Clippers on the road in the second half of back to back. But overall, the Raptors have been excellent. Fred really stepped up today, Pascal really stepped up today, Nick up a great game plan. Guys like Rondé and Terrence and Chris Boucher have sort of made and Matt Thomas have stepped up off the bench and they've made contributions. And so overall, it's good. You know, it's just such a good night. I didn't even want to talk about Norman Powell being completely invisible in 27 minutes, but you know, we're just going to forget that. we let it slide. The Raptors played great overall, so there's no point in harping on the negatives. Um, thanks again to our sponsor, KFC, for uh, sponsoring every episode of the Raptors of Everything podcast. This season, and as a reminder, so uh, there'll be two shows coming out on Friday. If you want to be part of the show, uh, if you want your voice on the show, we are doing, uh, my we, I mean, me and my buddy Josh, we are doing a weekly live call-in show um, where uh, you can dial the numbers. I don't know off the top of my head just yet, but you can uh, call in on Friday afternoon between 3.30 and 4.30 p.m. Eastern uh it will be live streamed on the yahoo sports Canada youtube page so you can listen live you can call in you can get your hot takes off about this and that whatever we'll entertain it and uh yeah, yeah. And, or if you're not one of those people that want to call you can leave a, there's a chat on the side you can leave messages in the chat and then our producer will pick out a couple of topics from the chat and we'll talk about those and answer those questions but it's a good time so check us out on friday the raptors live call-in show Uh, between 3.30 and 4.30. And, of course, Raptors play, again, the fifth game on the road trip. They play against Dallas. Dallas has been playing pretty well. But if the Raptors, I mean, if they're able to do to LeBron and do to what they did to Kawhi and what they did to Dame Lillard, what they did uh, to those guys against someone like uh, Luka Doncic, this is going to be a little bit tougher because Doncic, I think, might be the best passer of the bunch right now. Uh, Even though, I mean, I know LeBron's there. But this season, uh, (laughs) Luka Doncic's passing has been incredible. But, you know, we'll see. I don't want to count the Raptors out, man. I don't care that they're without half of their top eight rotation. It doesn't matter. We've seen there's depth on this team. There's guys willing to step up. There's coaches here that are going to prepare these guys to deliver when they need to. And um, it's just so satisfying watching this team. As Raptors fans, we just have to be very grateful the fact that we have a team that we can be really proud of watching. Uh, night in and night out, they compete. They, they go up against the circumstances. You know, uh, you know they're underdogs, whatever whatever they fight they scrap they win and the Raptors are eight and three and so as I said in the run it back actually that also watch run it back this year this week uh, me and Alex did a bit of uh, hockey talk and uh unfortunately I have to be Don Cherry um but anyway uh in <laughs> in the latest episode of run it back I uh I started the campaign for for Nick Nurse coach of the year why not man name a better coach in the NBA right now given the talent given the situation given the injuries given the schedule. Uh given all the changes in the offseason, who's doing a better job than Nick Nurse, who has the Raptors eight and three, having played like half the games on the West Coast. Come on, man. Give it up. Give it up. I know I know you know Brad Stevens is doing something. We already know that Brad Stevens is a media darling, so it'll be a little bit tough to beat him, but I mean Nick Nurse is right up there. Right up there. And so great performance by the team, great performance by the coaching staff. And uh yeah, I'll be back on Friday to recap the Mavs game. Peace.
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.